welcome to another Health Essentials Podcast. I'm John Horton, your host. Do you hear snaps, cracks, and pops whenever you get out of a chair? I know I do. And those noises from my knees, ankles, and other joints seem to be getting louder and more frequent as time passes. So here's the question. Is that normal? And is it a reason to worry? That's what we're going to find out today from chiropractor Andrew Bang, one of our regular guests on the podcast. Dr. Bang is one of the many trusted experts at Cleveland Clinic who chat with us every week to help us better understand how our bodies work. Now let's learn the reason behind all those creaky sounds we've been hearing whenever we move around. Dr. Bang, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I always know we're in for a, uh, an enjoyable chat when you're joining us. Thanks, John. I love hanging out with you, man. I can't. We've got to do this in person sometime. Yeah, we definitely do. So, uh, so today, in, in researching for this, we're talking about cracking joints. And uh, I always love oddball facts. And I actually found where they said cracking joints could get as loud as 83 decibels, uh, which is the equivalent oh. of a garbage disposal or a diesel truck rolling along at 40 miles per hour. Um, ha- have you ever heard them that loud? Probably. I think the... the uh... The novelty of it wears off a bit as I've been working on so many patients over the years. But yes, when it's your first time, it can be a little scary. And we do try to warn patients, but there are sometimes a few gasps in the office when the patient doesn't realize that it's going to be that loud. And, you know, I wonder how they measure that because it seems like um, when you're the patient receiving that, it sounds way louder than a garbage disposal, <laughs> especially when it's in your neck because it's so close to your ears compared to you or I who might be listening uh, to that patient get work done. Well, 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 they definitely can be loud. So yeah. we'll uh, we'll get into all the fun with this stuff. And uh, so let's, let's just start with a basic thing. Like, why do our joints make all these noises? I mean, what, what is going on there? Well, the good thing is it's safe. Let me start with that. So the okay. noise you're hearing, it's, it's safe and it, it helps restore a range of motion. It helps decrease pain and all that good stuff. And Essentially, there's like three kind of things that are happening, uh, potentially making that sound. So the first one is the one we're most interested in that we want to, that, that most people talk about when you YouTube, okay, what is all the cracking sound I'm hearing? Well, usually the joints we manipulate on a patient is a snowmobile joint. So that's where we have two kind of uh, joint bones that have soft and very smooth cartilage where they meet together. And there's a joint capsule that goes around this joint. And inside of that, there's synovial fluid. And that synovial fluid helps. It's like motor oil, essentially, for our joints, right? Lots of lubrication, so things are slick and move nicely. So your joint is freely moving, and you can do what you want to do. Well, when we move that joint where it's restricted, there creates a negative pressure inside this capsule. And then when you pull it apart, it sounds, it makes that cracking sound because you're creating a negative pressure inside of that synovial joint space. So you get it. Okay, what uh, would be some examples of those joints? I'm thinking that's like elbows, knees, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah that's part of it too. Elbows, knees, and joints, those are all synovial uh, joints. Also, the some of the joints inside of our uh, spine uh, are, are that same kind of makeup. Some of our finger joints and these are here, are, those are uh, those kind of joint space where they meet together. So uh, manipulation can occur in lots of different areas inside of our, our body. Okay. So that, so those are the synovial joints. Um, I don't know if I said that right. Hopefully I didn't mess that oh, up, yeah. but, uh, 
what, what are what are the other two causes of that uh, that popping sound that you hear? We have ligaments, right? Ligaments are um, are bands of connective tissue. We also have tendons. Tendons are connective tissue that are really strong. A tendon's like where it comes from from turns from a muscle into that hard white like ligament connective tissue, very strong that attaches to a bone. And ligaments are just that war, white hard connective tissue that attaches bone to bone. Well, these ligaments and tendons can roll over each other. I, I always give the example of patients like where if I was to take my fingers and do this, it sounds like a crack, like you might hear yeah. in a chiropractic yeah. office. The thing is, that's not the joint, that's the ligaments flipping over each other. That happens when we're moving and doing different things. You may feel a lot when you're moving your ankle and you hear a crack or your knee when you go to stand up. That's usually a ligament passing over another ligament. Okay? It's like guitar strings. Yeah. So you'll you'll hear cracks note. <laughs> And then there's a third way. We have um, different layers of tissue, right? We have our skin. And then below that, we have what we usually call the fascial layer. That's like a bunch of really soft connective tissue that it forms in a, a protective layer and a lubrication layer between skin, fascia, muscle. Because we, we want things to glide over each other. Well, if I was to, let's say, stretch my skin kind of like this okay. on an area in the, uh, around... Like where you could grab a lot of skin, like your back is usually an area this happens at. And I was to lift quickly, you'll actually hear a popping sound. And that's not your joints or ligaments. It's the skin separating from the fascia that is connected to the muscle layer. And you'll hear a pop. And it's similar in the fact of the snowville joint where you're creating this negative pressure inside of a tightly sealed kind of area. And you hear this pop sound. I, I, got I, I did not think that would happen just by pulling your skin up that you'd be getting the, the sort of pops. But uh... yeah, so that's kind of why I try to explain to patients when they come to the office, hey, it could be one of three things. The good thing is typically all three of those, the reason we do the manipulation is beneficial, even in all three of those situations. So when I get, let's say, a patient who has low back pain, I'm stretching through um, their those synovial joints of their lumbar spine. I might hear some cracking or we stretch and we do some adjustments. We increase the range of motion. They feel the relief that comes from the adjustment, but they're still experiencing pain in the muscle. And I realize that they were working out or doing something very strenuous and their back muscles are so tight. I can then do another manipulation with their skin in that fascial layer. They'll hear more clicking and popping and be like, whoa, you're cracking the same spot. No, no, it's totally new. It's totally different area, but it's all to restore Range of motion, that's usually our number one goal. Because as we've talked before, lots of times, pain and range, uh, pain and range of motion are like a teeter-totter, all right? So you remember when you are a kid playing on the school gymnasium uh, outside at a park? When, when if, if John and you and I were on a uh, uh, seesaw. We're going up and down, yeah. We're going <laughs> up and down together. But, you know, if I go up, you go down. So pain and range of motion are similar. If pain goes up, Range of motion goes down, which means you're stiff. But if range of motion goes up or you get more flexible, usually pain goes down. And that's why we're trying to do this cracking and popping. We want more range of motion. We want our range of motion to go up and our pain to go down. What a great way to explain it. So um, now I do have to say, when I was younger, I remember my joints cracking a little bit. You know, I'd do it when I was sitting in uh, Mr. Troop social studies class and crack some knuckles and things like that. Right. Um, but I'm getting older and I'm adding more birthday candles and I just seem to be snapping and popping and cracking every time I move. Um, yeah. Is that just a gift that comes with the years? <laughs> well, 
Uh, yes and no. So you're probably experiencing also what's called crepitus. Okay. So this, I suppose maybe we should categorize this under the fourth potential way to hear cracking and popping. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> when we crack and pop and it's not meant to be like uh, therapeutic with a chiropractor, a physical therapist, or an osteopathic physician, who all, by the way, do manipulation. Usually this crepitus is where that, let's use the synovial joint again, right? We use the example okay. that two bones are coming together, a very smooth surface, very nice, hard, hardened, smooth cartilage, so they slide against each other. Well, as we age, that cartilage isn't so smooth. It isn't so perfectly buffed. There isn't as much liquid in between that cell wheel joint, that fluid, so it's that motor oil is starting to dry out as if it were. And now you hear clicking and popping that's happening because things aren't sliding well. And that crepitus, like when you let's have an old uh, knee injury or wrist injury or neck injury and you're aging, and now you turn and you hear click, click, click or grinding or a scraping kind of noise, It'd be a little startling, but as long as it's not hurting, we usually aren't super concerned because it's a natural part of the joint aging. And so that's a little different than, right, like uh, uh, a manipulation that is used as a treatment. So as we get older, we'll get more crepitus. But as uh, the only the thing I'll tell you is the satisfying joint release as you get older, that unfortunately kind of goes away as well. Because Ugh. the reason we have that sound is because we have fluid inside of a joint capsule. And when we stretch the capsule, that negative pressure inside with the fluid creates the popping sound. Well, as we lose fluid and joint space, we don't typically hear that sound anymore. So when I like adjust patients who are older, I try to remind them, it's okay if we don't hear any clicking or popping. Doesn't mean we're not moving the joint and stretching the tissue, which is the goal, right? That helps you with pain relief. The popping sensation or sound isn't what gives you the pain relief. It's the stretching of the tissue as we do these manipulations and stretches, etc. So even though you might be um, advancing in ears, getting more wise, this is the right way to say it, right? <laughs> not hearing the clicking and popping sound when you're with the chiropractor or the PT or the osteopath physician, know that the treatment's still working, even though you don't hear that cool sound you did when you were in your 20s and 30s. Now, is there ever a reason when you should worry when you start hearing these sort of cracks when you move around? It's not just a, a natural sound of, um, of it being yeah. manipulated or, or, you know, just getting off the couch if you're me. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's a great point, John. And there's kind of like two caveats because let's say... Um, let's stick with the wise, the, 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 the aging wise generation, right? So when you're getting older and you get off the couch and you're hearing a lot of clicking and popping and you start to feel some pain with that. And then like, as you, let's say, let's use a knee for an example, just cause it's an easy joint to think about. You get up, it hurts. You hear some clicking and popping. And as you get moving, the joint seems to feel better. Okay. And the pain is usually what really is an indication that it's time to do something. Also, there's, uh, let's say you go to stand up and your knee gets almost caught. Like you, you can't even stand up straight. It kind of catches, you move it around a bit, and then it's free to move. There's usually some pain associated with that as well. Those two instances, you really need to see. There's a variety of physicians you could start with, your, your primary care doctor, if you're already seeing a chiropractor or a physical therapist, ask them to give you some advice on who to see next. And ultimately, you're probably going to end up in an orthopedics office 
who specializes in knee, uh, knee treatments. And, and at that point, they're going to want to make sure there's no loose bodies in that joint. That's like where yeah. a fragment is broken off and that loose body can get in the way and actually prevent you from moving your knee or can cause a lot of clicking and popping because there might be an old tear or a new tear that you're, you've experienced. And then that's where we're going to need to do either aggressive therapy to help stabilize that area and create range of motion or like have a surgical consultation if the doctor knows that's the only thing that's going to help you feel better. Listen to your body is what you're saying. If, if you yeah. get that crack and then there's a pain that hangs around, that, that that's not a good sign. No, that's not a good sign. Yeah, the pain associated with that is not a good sign. A little bit of clicking and popping when you get up and get moving, that's pretty normal. Especially if you have a job or you do activities or hobbies where you sit a lot or you're very uh, stationary, even like standing stationary, our joints get a lot of pressure on them from that continuous sustained standing. You start moving, they click and pop. That's a normal part of life. Okay, that's the way the body kind of releases its own pressure and gets back to status quo, as it were. And okay? uh, also, yes. even when we're just sitting still or sleeping is another one. John, when you first wake up in the morning, do you feel like you're the 10 man? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. Most of us do. And that's because as we sleep, our ligaments around our synovial joints and, and all of our joints, they start to creep back to their original length, which is a good thing. It means we don't wake up, we're like, you know, I don't know, Raggedy Ann or... Yeah, I'll, I'll fall on all over the place. Right. <laughs> right. Our ligaments naturally creep back to where they're supposed to be. They're nice and tight. So when you get back up, you're like stable. Okay, but then they'll stretch out as the day goes. And that's a little clicking and popping you here. And that's, that's, that's also normal. That's good. That's normal part of physiology. Pain associated with that okay. is where we don't we don't want. So the second uh, to answer your question, when it comes to this other gener this other group of people who kind of crack all the time, this tends to be in the demographics of uh, teenage, uh, college age, and I suppose it could be any age of life where people are cracking their own joints. They're doing self manipulation. There's a reason they're doing this because they're doing an activity like sitting at a computer or looking down their phone or whatever their job may be that's repetitive that puts pressure on the joint continuously. And when there's a lot of pressure on the joint for a period of time, then your body feels the need to want to crack it, okay? Well, it does it nat naturally on its own. It relieves the pressure, you feel better. When you keep doing that offending behavior, like working on your computer or whatever your job is, it's repetitive in nature, you start cracking that more frequently, more frequently before you know now it's a habit. And you, we've all seen that, that, that teenager or that other uh, cracking their knuckles all the time or or we have a friend or family member, or we do it ourselves, or we always do it all the time. Yeah, growing up. Okay, well, so again, the cracking itself isn't an issue. If it was once or twice, it happens naturally on your own in a given in a given day, right? It's when that cracking becomes now repetitive every hour, every few minutes. We need to reevaluate what are we doing that's causing pressure on the joint, that's wanting us to feel that sensation of cracking. So if we can identify what it is that we're doing that puts pressure there and we stop that behavior, we end up feeling no need to crack our neck or our finger or elbow or whatever anymore. So that's a big thing um, to help people like self-educate. Why are you cracking your neck all the time? Well, I don't know. It feels like I need to. Okay. Well, let's figure out why, why you have pressure on your neck to begin with. And maybe we adjust their computer monitor or when they're using their cell phone, we have them go from looking down in their lap holding the cell phone up at a you know eye level point of view 
then the pressure is not putting getting put on the joints then you're not feeling the need to crack your joints because there's not excessive pressure there so so should you avoid trying to crack your own joints because i know a lot of people i they do that my, my son grosses me out all the time he cracks his neck and it honestly oh, sounds like he's breaking a a, a branch it's it's so loud and um, yeah. I, should should you not do that and instead look for why why you feel the need to yes the short answer is yes because what happens is that let's say he just did it once okay you heard him do it once that wouldn't be damaging to the joints or the muscles or the ligaments the problem john is is he's doing that repeatedly now he creates a little too much laxity in the joint and the muscle surrounding that joint remember we talked about the teeter-totter example right yeah. increased range of motion means decreased pain well if we go too high on that teeter-totter what happens you get thrown off right Yes, always. <laughs> if our joint is too loose, now it sets us up to get injured doing a normal activity of daily living. Now you pivot too quick on the stairs or you roll your ankle off a curb. And instead of that, that ligaments being tight and protecting your joint from getting hurt. Now, because you kind of continuously cracked them, they're too loose. They don't do their job. And now you actually get really injured. So and cracking your joints all the time can become counterproductive when it's happening all the time and that's another just for a professional like point of view like chiropractic uh, physiotherapy or, or osteopathics who use manipulation this is why we say don't come every week or okay. I mean, excuse me the way we say don't come every day to an appointment you know um, or we may say we're going to do a treatment plan of once a week for four weeks or for six weeks that's plenty if someone is telling you you need to get adjusted three and four times a week, there's a problem because that's going to create too much joint laxity in those areas. So that could be a red flag when you're, let's see, not knowing a provider and they're giving you a treatment uh, plan. Oh, well, for your back pain, you need to come three or four times a week for three to four weeks. That's 30-some adjustments. That's too much. What needs yeah, to happen, yeah. they need to do uh, once a week, twice a week at most, and then follow up with training, like, why is my back continue to hurt? What do we need to adapt in our life? We get the pressure off the joints. Can overcracking also lead to arthritis? Because that's something you hear a lot. I mean, that's, you do it. you know, your parents would always tell you about cracking your knuckles. If you do it, you're going to have arthritic fingers. I mean, is that, is there any truth to that? I, I suppose, like, there's never been, like, that I know of a super good research study that said, okay, we're going to take someone at age 18 and that cracks their joints and then see what they look like at age 50. They will take that same 18-year-old and not have them crack their joints and look at their joints at age 50. But when we just talk about physiology in a joint itself, when we have too much excessive play in a joint, that's when we start to get like micro damage. And when you have micro damage in a joint, that's what creates like a tiny bit of bleeding. And then blood inside of a synovial joint can then cause degradation of the joint itself. Then that's what leads to osteoarthritis. Osteoarthritis is like, think of like wear and tear. And so maybe, maybe a good example could be is like your car, your four tires. And let's say one of those is misaligned. Let's say you live here in wonderful Cleveland where we have potholes on every street. And you hit a pothole and now your tire is misaligned. You can continue to drive, right, John? It's not right. like if, yeah, you can drive. It may wobble a little bit when you're driving on the freeway. You may hear a little clunking, but you can still drive. And your joints are different. If you constantly crack that one joint, you'll function fine. But over time, that micro trauma will probably be what causes 
the arthritis, not the popping itself, but the effects of too loose of a joint. So it sounds like it might not cause it, but it's going to put you on the road there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably a good way of describing it. Yeah, it's not going to, in it in and of itself, not going to cause a problem. But the repetitiveness of that continuous cracking will cause, yeah, that too much micro traumas. Then you maybe walk off a curb, you get a little strain on the knee, then that starts the that little bit of bleeding, which then degradates that smooth part of the joint. And that smooth part's not so smooth, and it rubs funny, so then that irritates this side. Now it bleeds a little, and then that, it's just like this vicious cycle that happens over a long period of time. So if you're cracking regularly as you're moving around, and it just, it feels like a lot, is there anything you can do within your lifestyle that might make your joints a little less uh, musical all the time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. If you don't want to be a, a joint performer, a musician performer, yes, there are some things you can definitely do. And first of all, most of it's becoming aware of your situation. So like take an, take an example of like, okay, let's say it's uh, my neck that seems to crack. Every time I'm in the car and I turn one way or the other to look behind me, I get a lot of cracking sensation. I got to go to where I spend the most time. Okay. Start there and usually you get the answer to your question. So for most of us, it happens to be work. Okay? We spend most of our waking hours at work. And for the vast majority of us, that's at a computer. If it's not in a computer, maybe you drive for a living or you're um, doing some kind of service-oriented job where you're looking down. So the computer, we often look down. Driving, we often look down and forward. Service jobs, cooking, uh, jobs like what I do, uh, manual jobs, uh, physicians, uh, chefs, we're look, you know, service in a, in a restaurant, grocery stores, we're looking down a lot. That could, puts pressure on to our neck joints. Pressure builds up. <clears throat> that pressure builds up over time. We feel the need to crack. So if we can reevaluate some of our setup and we not put pressure on the joint to begin with, we won't feel that sensation like I need to crack my joint. This being the neck as the example. So that, that is a huge one. Becoming aware, like, what am I doing? Oh, on my computer, I'm using a laptop, which is on my desk because I'm working from home two days a week, let's say. Well, if I take and put that on a laptop stand, get a separate keyboard and mouse, now I'm looking forward at my screen instead of looking down at my screen, and I'm not putting excessive pressure on my neck joints. I won't even think to crack my neck because I won't be feeling anything. Now, not all jobs are you're able to like uh, vary the, your task. So then in that event, then you try to switch your task more frequently. Instead of doing one thing continuously, you might do one task that requires you to look down for a number of minutes, then switch to a task that lets you look up for a while and then go back and forth. So try to of, vary your motion a little bit. Make sure you're yeah, not exactly. locked into one spot for too long. Okay. Yeah, let's... Uh, okay, John, this is going to test our friendship right here. I always have this funny catch <laughs> line I say... Do you remember what that funny catch line is when it's related to motion? Motion is lotion. It's, yes. It's the Dr. Bang trademark line. <laughs> trademark line. I have done my job. You have remembered my most famous saying. Yeah, so that I, it's such a, fu a funny term, but it's like so true. And people like literally get it when I tell them that. Motion is lotion. If your joint in your neck is not moving, it's stuck in one position, it's up. You feel like you need to crack it. You're creating own like lotion, motion, you're trying to move your neck. So that's like the natural process. So if we just avoid 
putting pressure on there, you're not going to feel like you need to. Well, well, Dr. Bay, we, we've covered a lot of ground and uh, and laughed a lot. So is there anything else we need to touch on uh, before we leave this topic? When it comes to your musical joints, cracking and popping them, no. No, I think we've covered it all. I think remembering the to avoid excessive pressure on your joint is essential. To make sure you're moving and stretching. Um, oh, you know what? All right, so let's say you've you've just figured out your workstation setup, uh, how to avoid pressure on the neck joints, and you're still feeling some sensation to crack your neck occasionally. The next thing to attack would be the tightness in the muscles themselves. And so what I would say is you're trying to break this habit of like, oh, I've been cracking my neck a lot. You're trying to break that habit. Then you, what you need to do is get that workstation set up properly, change your position in your car so you're not looking down, hold your cell phone better. And now then start stretching the neck muscles that surround that joint or any joint, I suppose. Like if you're having cracking in your knee, well, let me start stretching my hamstring, my quadricep, the muscles that are above it and below it and around it. Okay, that's the big take home. You got to stretch all kind of four quadrants. So within my neck, let's say my neck's tight, I want to stretch this side, this side, but I also want to stretch the front neck muscles and the back neck muscles. That will also relieve all the way around. joint. And then I won't feel like I need to crack it either. So yeah, changing our position and then stretching the connective tissue around that joint is going to be vital for making you not crack as much. Well said as always. So thanks again for for stopping by and uh, look forward to uh, having another chat soon. Awesome. Thanks so much, John, for having me and good luck to you patients out there. Joints that pop and crack are pretty normal and usually nothing to worry about even if they do sound alarmingly loud. Consider it a musical soundtrack for getting older or just moving around during the day. Till next time, be well. Thank you for listening to Health Essentials, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic and Cleveland Clinic Children's. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or visit clevelandclinic.org slash H-E podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician.